Trailblazers, I'm Don Lego. It's time to buckle up again for a new episode of Raise Nation, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like you to continue making impact in our communities, building better tomorrows and exchanging ideas. So whether you're a trailblazer or seasoned pro, you'll pick up the trends that transform your fundraising. And together, we'll dive into lively conversations and chat with industry-leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore hot-button issues and innovative ideas. So stay with us for the next 30 minutes while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. All right, let's get going. It's another great episode of Raise Nation Radio. And today we're going to talk about maybe a sensitive subject, um, but yet a very important subject. So um, it requires the discussion. Um, I have with me um, the executive director of Until There's a Cure, uh, Nora Hanna. Hi, Nora. How are you? It's so good to have you on the show. Thanks for being a guest. Thanks for having us, Dawn. I'm really excited to uh, be given this opportunity to talk about um, what Until There's a Cure is all about. Well, you know what? Perfect segue. Why don't we tell all of our listeners out there um, about your mission, the cause? Um, I can't wait to get into the bracelet conversation, but let's just start with, let's get our audience knowing you a little bit better. So would you mind giving that um, great introduction and then tell us a little bit about Until There's a Cure? Thank you. Um, So our foundation was started in 1993 by two moms in California that were really concerned about what the world was going to look like for their children. Oh, yeah. So we were the first organization of any kind to use a bracelet to raise funds and awareness for a disease. Um, And since 1993, we've reinvested over $23 million in the fight against HIV and AIDS. Um, Our mission today is still to raise funds and bring awareness to the disease. But HIV and AIDS in 2022 is not what it was in 1993. Let's stop right there. What what are the differences in 2022? What is that a decade? almost a decade, what, what are the differences from 1993? The difference is in 1993, when you were diagnosed, mm-hmm. it was a death sentence. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of treatment as prevention. And today there's definitely been huge scientific gains so that a person living with HIV can live a very happy and productive life. Um, there's PrEP, which is pre-exposure, and then there is PEP, which is post-exposure. Okay, wait, PrEP and PEP? So PrEP is what you would take on a daily basis to reduce your chance of contracting HIV. Okay. Okay. PEP would be what you would take the day after if you feel like you've been exposed um, to HIV um, through a partner. Okay. So that was not around in 1993. Okay. In, In 1993, we weren't really sure... You know, there was the cocktails. Um, People were taking 22 different pills. And today, yeah, it was in it was just very, very tragic. Um, I come out of the fashion industry. So I was in fashion in San Francisco. Well, wait a minute. You were in fashion turn fun turn 
non-profit. That's a so big I started, um, I was in the fashion business and living in San Francisco. And then in 1993, I was living in New York okay. and I took care of two of my best friends until they passed. Oh, Nora, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Passed so, of AIDS. Yes. AIDS my related. Yeah. AIDS related uh, diseases. So, uh-huh. you know, the magic age was 38. I mean, Kurt was 38 years old when he died. Robert was young. Yeah. Oh, oh. Very, very young. So I had my own jewelry company for a while. And then one day I was just like, I'm not getting joy out of this. How do I take my skill set and do something with it? Transfer well, skills. I was wearing the bracelet since 1994 after Kurt and Steve died. So I'd always had the bracelet and had no idea it was in my own backyard. I had moved back to the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And until there's a cure, I was looking for a sales manager. And I interviewed and convinced them that they shouldn't hire me full time, that they should hire me as a consultant. (laughs) And they agreed. And I closed my jewelry business and became the executive director nine months later. And it is just been very fulfilling Uh, It's the right thing for me to be doing. Um, And I'm uh, I'm able to use my skill sets from being in the fashion business, be it design, buying, manufacturing, all of that to help bring products to market for until they're secure. Yeah. Wow. You know, it sounds like the stars were, were aligned and, and, you know, to you, I applaud that, that that's an amazing career jump, really. Um, I've heard a lot of career jumps, but from the fashion industry to nonprofit, um, but you know, there's, it takes a special kind of person. So to all the, our listeners and all the fundraisers and fearless fundraisers out there, you know, let's take a moment to pause and thank you for what you do every day. I mean, I know you're doing it because you're feeling more fulfilled and you're making the world a better place. And um, I applaud that. That's an amazing story. And so I think that segues into the whole bracelet concept and what you do as one of your major fundraisers. Is is that right? Yes. So, and I love this. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the, the bracelet. So we sell bracelets and our original is still manufactured in Italy. Mm. Um, it is, it comes in silver plate, sterling, stainless, and variations. Inside the cuff is a little plaque that says, until there's a cure. Aww. And on the outside is a raised ribbon. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has to remember that the AIDS ribbon was the first, and then everyone jumped on the ribbon bandwagon. Um, so we still, that's still our number one seller. When I started in 2009, I really took a look at our product offerings and I'd been wearing the bracelet since 1994, but I hadn't come back to until to buy anything else because you wear, you put your bracelet on and you keep it on until there's a cure. So that's the I, whole premise. That's the whole premise. Got it, got it, got it. 
So I started looking around and we were very fortunate in that there were a few Peace Corps workers who had contacted us about working with artisans in different communities in Africa. And one of them was in Namibia. And these beautiful artisans who are HIV, living with HIV, Mm -hmm. take recycled PVC piping, cut it in in strips, Mm -hmm. burn it, hand carve it. So it looks like bone. Okay. Oh, okay. So we started buying from them. So we buy directly from the women making these products, which allows them to send their daughters to school, you know, house, housing, food, all of it. And it gives them a sense of pride. It's we give them a small grant to start and then we continue. We do not keep anything exclusive. They can sell their product to anyone they want. Uh, I help some with some designing, but more than that, I helped teach them how to cost. So you're until there's a cure is really has multiple missions. I mean, you're, you're bringing awareness to mm-hmm. HIV and AIDS and, and selling bracelets to fund the mission to do that work. But then you're also sourcing your fundraising items, if you will, right? You're mm-hmm. sourcing that in places that um, are compromised yeah. and are also affected by HIV or, or AIDS. And then you're actually teaching and mentoring and building that community so that they can thrive and um positively affect future generations and it's really talk about the circles of life i mean multiple circles of life going on here yes and what we've really tried to do is empower educate and embrace these women and most of the people we work with are women to really stand on their own, to really mm-hmm. celebrate who they are. Oh, so let's and, add that to the mix. You're also yeah. female empowerment on top of everything else. <laughs> and really to celebrate life. Yeah. And really, you know, you educate a woman, you educate a village, which then educates a wow. county. And we see tremendous change. Wow. I really want to hear about that change, but let me dial back to the bracelet. So you have the bracelet so that your supporters or your donors from until there's a cure actually purchase them. Yes. It's a statement piece, right? I'm wearing this until there's a cure, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's kind of a, an awareness statement piece and you off. That, that, that's your fundraising. But then do you offer also offer these bracelets in other capacities? Well, we are online. We have an online store. Mm-hmm. We're on Amazon. We're on oh, Overstock. Wow. We're on Walmart.com. Do we're, other nonprofits buy maybe yes. your bracelets in bulk yes. and use it for their organizations as well? Is it? Well, what we do with other organizations, we're here to serve. 
So for other organizations, we will send in our bracelets. They don't have to buy them up front. Wow. Because, you know, they're a nonprofit. So we'll send in a collection (laughs) and allow them to have like a little pop-up boutique, if you will. Mm -hmm. And whatever they sell, we split the money. Wow. So that it's not up front for them. We work with other nonprofits, big and small, and we'll donate bracelets for silent auctions. Wow. So it really is about partnering in the true sense. Um, so, so you get a portion because, well, you know, you have to cover your, your fees and your shipping and your sourcing and your, your expertise, right? So you're probably just breaking even, but you're really helping so many other nonprofits have their voice, their statement piece, their opportunity to fundraise and why reinvent the wheel every time? Because we've got Nora who's been in the fashion industry and kind of knows how to assemble this. So it's, you're really just affecting so much change. I'm I'm fascinated how we have a great audience that's listening right now, and I'm sure they're fascinated too. How does a nonprofit get in touch with you to, you know, get this grant or get, get, get this relationship going or, or, or parlay this into what they're doing? How, How do we get in touch with you? Is it all on the website? All on the website. And, you know, anyone can email me, um, info at until.org will get me. And I am one of those people that every email I get, I do answer. Even it's fits to say, I'm sorry, we can't help or, you know, yes, give me a call. Mm-hmm. You never know where relationships are going to go. Yeah. Um, so the one thing that I brought from the fashion industry is networking. Mm. Um, just reach out and talk to people. When I first started, I didn't know anyone. So I was just calling people up. Hey, I'm new. <laughs> Can I talk to you? Um, and that's, you know, basically how. Well, that's started. how we met, right? Right. You, 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 right. <laughs> that's, so, you know, I'm glad that I, um, I was almost, I was almost worried for a minute. I'm like, oh my God, do I do the same thing? Do I respond to every email? I hope I do. Um, I think I do, but I'm now you're reminding me that's exactly how you met. You were like, Hey, let's talk. I'm like, Hey, let's, and I'm fascinated by this whole, um, Sir, I, I can only call it circles of life. That's all I could think of. You're just affecting so many different circles. It's it's remarkable. And I'm like, hey, let's let's bring this to the fundraising community. Let, let's let everybody know about it. And so what we've what we've done in conjunction with with all of that is we really have reached out to the next generation. Mm-hmm. So on top of this, we run an internship program. And we have a sister site called How I Value Life, which is HIV Life. HIV Life. Oh my gosh. Okay. Got it. It's all tied. It's all, all connected. Yeah. And that's where we look at the social intersections of injustice and HIV risk. Oh. So we will take, um, we start in high school all the way through grad school. Mm-hmm. And we'll go for a summer and work in homeless camps with oh hygiene bus providers where the interns and I will actually 
after every client takes a shower, clean it for the next shower Mm -hmm. and really sit and talk to these people and, and just listen to their stories Mm -hmm. and really try to, you know, figure out what we can do to educate them on the risks of HIV and being homeless. We also, why do those two, why do, why does HIV and homelessness go? Why are they paired? So people that um, are homeless Mm -hmm. are desperate and sometimes self-medicate. Okay. Which puts them at risk for condomless sex Okay. Survival sex work. Oh, God. Okay. Or drug use. Mm. So that puts them at risk. I see. And trying to keep someone that is unhoused in in continuous care is not always easy. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of... Heartbreaking benefits that are available and but it's hard to have that person continue their care and the one thing we did find out find out was when we were talking to hazel in oakland california we were just chatting and her response was you're the first person to not to tell me what i need to do you're the first person to ask me what I'd like to do. Is that so, right? Wow. That's powerful so, right there. Yeah. So really sitting and understanding society and how, as a society, how we can help reduce HIV. Mm-hmm. Um, so the interns, it's a real hands-on experience. It is for them to understand that in 1993, you were were defined by your diagnosis. You Mm -hmm. had HIV. In 2022, if you are diagnosed with HIV, that's just a part of who you are that doesn't define you anymore. And that's- As it shouldn't. Yeah, as it it shouldn't. So that's what we're trying to get the next generation to understand. But the biggest risk of HIV is believing that it's not a risk anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Who needs to believe that? The person that's society, being exposed or society all or. Right. Okay. All of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why we spend a lot of time working with that next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really understanding, you know, people that have been formerly incarcerated when they come out cannot go into public housing. So they end up back on the streets Mm. and while they were in prison, they were in care coming Mm. out. They have no place to go. They're out of care. So all of this needs to be addressed. And that's why we really do care about the next generation getting involved. And that's Mm -hmm. why we created How I Value Life. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that goes hand in hand with us selling our bracelets to fund that, to fund, you know, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. 
It sounds like, again, those circles of life. So, so tell me a little bit about the women that are making the, the um, material that you need from, you know, reducing PVC and that, that, that sounds like an amazing um, process. Um, But can we hear some of the stories? How has I loved what you said earlier, educating one woman educates a whole village and, and affects change. Tell it, take us through that journey to what, what, what have you seen? What's the story that, you know, it started here and now it's here. Can you, I'll I'll share two stories. Great. I want to hear them. One is we work with a group in Zambia and they make these little tiny pocket elephants because everyone goes on a safari, wants to bring home an elephant, but you can't fit it in your pocket. Mm-hmm. So we worked with a major retailer and had gotten very large orders right before COVID hit. Oh, So we rushed and got them out of Zambia. And I wasn't even sure the retailer was going to take them anymore because of COVID. But mm-hmm. we couldn't let the ladies... I mean, the product was finished. Yeah. So we got them here. We paid them right away. And fortunately, the retailer lived up their com- to their commitment and took all the goods. But during this time, I was just feeling down and out. Why am I doing this? Why do I work so hard? Nothing's happening. The world's shut down. What do I do? And I got a note from one of the ladies in Zambia saying, thank you. You kept our village alive for five and a half months. No. Oh, I have chills hearing So after crying, I said to my assistant, I called her and I said, okay, we have to work twice as hard now to get this going. And that's why we do it. That's why we are constantly looking for different avenues to sell our products because it directly affects a person. Yeah, a village. A village. And then the second one is... You're not going to make me cry twice, are you? No, 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 no. So we (laughs) Well, it's okay. They're good stories. We do these little tiny beaded pins. They're called little travelers. They come with their own passport. They come from South Africa, Wozamoya. And we, we love these women, just love them. So different, you know, we have a soccer player, we have a ballerina, we have rainbow warrior. And there was this one and pin that came in and we were like, oh, she's so cute. And there was a note that said, her name is Gladys, just like me. Please don't change my name. <laughs> so the woman that oh. made it wanted it to be called Gladys. Yeah. So that's our Gladys doll. And it's one of our most popular, but these are amazing. You can wear them on a lapel. All my little nieces and nephews have it on their soccer bags and their ballerina bags. And they just spark joy. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't wait to check them out. Um, and it's just, and, and really it, you can, as a, you can be a supporter of, 
until there's a cure and just purchase some of this jewelry for yourself and, and know that you're wearing jewelry for the greater good, which is kind of neat. I mean, it, it, it's beats going into a retailer and picking, I mean, you know, that, that's joy, but this is more joy. Um, you could go online, you have that whole retail site, but then you can also be, you can be proactive with your own fundraising and generosity or philanthropy or, or entrepreneurial spirit and, and actually partner with you to, you know, be that bigger, more mass distribution. So there's just so many ways to work with you. And um, do you say no? Do you say no to anything? Does anybody, does any email come across where you say no to? It sounds like you say yes to everything. I really do try and work with um, as many people as possible. The fact that somebody reached, took the time to sit down, write me an email and reach out, I will have a conversation. And if I can't help, I will think of somebody that can help. So, you know, we have to remember that we're all trying to do the same thing. There you go. Right. We all and have we common just interests. have to help each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. Ours, ours is the gift that keeps on giving. For sure. And um, that's how we try and approach every day. So what type of, I mean, cause we have, you know, we, we, Raise Nation Radio speaks to the fundraising community and all in a good way, but what type of nonprofit would, is ideally suited to work with you? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, Ah. That's a tough one. Well, we work with schools, Mm -hmm. um, really trying to educate the next generation. We have these really adorable, cute little silicon jelly bracelets in 10 different colors. Kids love those, huh? And they can be used as a fundraiser mm-hmm, for World mm-hmm. AIDS Day. For um, when is World AIDS Day? When is that? December first. December first. Okay. Uh, so, and we have a complete handbook on how to run the event. Sample letters to the principal. Sample letters to your teachers. Um, it was actually written by an intern who was fourteen. So. It's very user-friendly. So we work with schools. We work with uh, food pantries. We work with, you know, homeless organizations. Um, So, and other HIV, AIDS, harm reduction, um, medical clinics uh, across the board. Yeah. I guess I never really stopped to think how... HIV is so commingled with so many other missions and causes. I, I, this is first time I've ever thought about that. So I appreciate, thank you, Nora, for bringing that to my attention. It really is commingled for sure. Yeah. Wow. We deal with with stigma, homelessness, uh, mental health, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. mass incarceration, women. I mean, just, it is across the board. Yeah, it sure is. So what do you, where do you, where are we going from here? So we've seen tremendous progress from 1993 to um, 
2023. Oh, wait, that's 20 years. Did I say decade before? That's That's, okay. Yeah, I I just realized, well, my math teacher would not be proud of me, although I did very well in math. I don't know why that was such easy math that I fumbled. But um, so we from 1993 to 2023, you can see some progress, right? You you can see a real change um, all the way around. And that that's wonderful. So take us through the next decade or two, depending on my math. Um, Where are we going? What what, what what would you like? We need a vaccine. We need a vaccine. Where, where, what state are we in for that vaccine? You know, there are so many great scientists um, out there working on this. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. Um, HIV hides and reservoirs and it's, it's not an easy disease. It's Mm -hmm. not for lack of trying. I mean, Mm -hmm. people have dedicated their lives to this Mm -hmm. to try and find a cure. Um, we still believe that a vaccine's our best shot, and we still believe that it will be discovered in the next five to ten years. You do? Wow, that's very promising. Yeah. So, and until that, we're not going anywhere. And until then, we're still going. I mean, there's still a lot of work to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, even if we do find the vaccine, there's still work to be done in regards to stigma, um, in regards to all the social injustices that do intersect with HIV. Um, And that's really sad because I think stigma and social injustice is just so rampant in so many different missions, right? And and you would, you would, I mean, it's, it's hard enough to go through whatever, you know, medical, ailment that you're suffering, but when, when, when the stigmas are laid on top of it and the social injustice is laid on top of it, you would think that in 2022, we were just making some progress, you know, live and let live and be more accepting and kind and, and judgment free, but I, I just, it's like we're going backwards. uh, I hate hearing that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm an optimist. I'm that glass half full mm-hmm. um and you know i truly believe that if we all join forces and work together it's not going to happen overnight but it will happen yeah wow words of you're so inspiring um such words of inspiration um for all the fundraisers out there that that have hard jobs, right? It's, we do hard things, right? Not, not to quote that other wonderful podcast, but we're, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy work, rewarding work, but you know, sometimes it's not easy. And I'm so grateful that you got that one email that said, Hey, you know what? You kept us going for five and a half months that gave you the inspiration that you needed because we all need to inspire each other to just keep going. Sometimes you really, it's hard. It's, it's It's not hard. And a lot of people don't recognize that, you know, it's not something that when you close the door at the end of the day, you can say, oh, I'm done for the day. Right. You, You're not you take right. it with you at all times. 24, seven, 365 days. Yep. Yes. Seven days a week. Yeah. So what does a day in the life of Nora look like? <laughs> You're laughing at me. <laughs> um, you know, every day is a little different. 
So one day I put on let's design merchandise day. Another day could be let's reach out to all our retail partners. Um, It could be that I get a call from someone who has just been diagnosed and didn't know who else to call. Um, So it just depends. And then, you know, there's days where I get to talk to, you know, my partners in Louisiana and, you know, Monica makes me laugh all day and it's a great day. So, and then sometimes when it's really a tough day, I just take my dog and go for a long walk, have a little cry, come back. Well, for friends, nature and crying really can do a lot for the soul, right? Get it all out. Absolutely. Yep. Um, wow. This has just been so inspiring. I mean, I love all the stories. You know, I, I get to um, chat with a lot of fundraisers and nonprofits and executive directors like yourself. And But I'm truly humbled and by, you know, just your character and your get up and go attitude and your positivity and, you know, um, until there's a cure is lucky to have you. Are those founders still involved? Is Are they um, still very present? One of the founders is very involved. And um, in fact, her daughter sits on our board as well. So oh. it is a family affair. That's great. Yeah. And you've done a lot, this little family circles of life for sure. Well, we're going to, I can't believe we've been talking for a half hour. I feel like, you know, we just logged on and I was like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. And, and now here we are 30 minutes later. What other words of inspiration um, do you have for all? I mean, you've been so inspiring this entire episode, but what other words of inspiration do you think that you have for either the people you serve or the people you haven't met yet or what, what other words do you have for us today? As I said to my interns one, one year, does anyone in the room know anyone that has been infected? And everybody's like, no, no, no. And I said, are you sure? Until we can get to a point where you know, people don't feel it necessary to hide their diagnosis. We're not there yet. Yeah. And we have to be kind to each other. You don't know what somebody's going through. You don't yep. know anything, you know, as a society, we are very good at putting on that face. Oh, it's fine. It Everything's sad. fine. Yes. And... So afraid of being ostracized, right? You know, it's just the stigma and the social injustice is real. So just be kind. Yeah. So simple to say and so hard. Hard to do. Well, let's make it simple to do. Not just. I agree. Yeah. Oh, you're just so beautiful. How, how do, how can we get in touch with you? So it's um, until.org. Is that right? Or until.com? No, until.org. Okay. HIV. HIV life life.org mm-hmm. and you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at until org. Uh, we also have um, the interns last year did a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called empowering voices. Ooh. And what they did was they interviewed someone that had direct impact or related to HIV in 
all kinds of different ways. So that's kind of fun. That's on HIVlife.org. You know, just really connecting and allowing people to tell their stories. Um, We need to hear them for sure. Yeah. And it really is for the next generation to understand what happened. Well, let's and not that, give up on the current generation. I believe that they we can change mindsets too. Yes. yes. But it really is that we don't want those stories to get lost because yes. the science has taken us so far away from there. Mm-hmm. We don't want those stories to be lost. Yeah. Wow. Well, I hope many people get in touch with you. I hope our paths cross again. You're, you're doing some amazing things. I think I'm just going to start with your one website because hopefully I can get everywhere else from, from uh, until.org. Yep. And, uh, and I know if I ever send you an email that I'll get a response. So definitely uh, you will. Yes, really. Um, Great practice. Thank you you so much for having us. It's been, it's been a joy. Thank you. Well, Fearless Fundraisers, that's about all we have time for today. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's Raise Nation topic and your daily dose of fundraising inspiration. Tune in for a new episode released every Thursday at 1230 p.m. That's Thursdays, 1230 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But in the meantime, listen to all the episodes on Raise Nation Radio. Follow the channel that you like best, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcast, so that you can get the notifications about our guests. Fundraisers are doing amazing things to build better tomorrows for our communities. You just heard it from Nora. Amazing things. Um, The stories are awe-inspiring. You won't want to miss a single episode. I'd like to thank our sponsor, One Cause, for making this episode possible. One Cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use software solutions that help nonprofits connect with donors. Be sure to check them out at onecause.com and visit the resource tab on their homepage for a broad catalog of eBooks, blogs, and all the content that you need. Hopefully, you'll find it all helpful. A huge shout out again to Executive Director Nora Hanna from Until There's a Cure. Um, thank you so much, Nora, again for being here today. Thank you. Um, and every all your fearless fundraisers out there, please do me a favor. Stay fearless, stay positive, just like Nora, and stay inspiring. Uh, thank you again so much um, for this episode. That's a wrap. Until next time, I'm Don Lego, and this is Raise Nation Radio. Bye for now. Bye.